Welcome to the show. Hope everyone had a good Easter. Timmy, how are we doing on this dark Thursday afternoon? It's good, mate. It's good. Is this our fourth go at trying to record this this first segment? Um, fourth, fifth. It's not something good. Something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing too badly. Yeah, and we got Dylan Arvell on the show again. Welcome back, Dill. Yeah, cheers for having me. It's Rich coming from Tim, considering he's the one causing all the issues. There we go. We won't get into this. Uh, Dill, I just want to quickly mention a couple of weeks back on the pod, you you referenced an article in the Mercury about the Villa Doro and how they've been taking a bit of a hard hit over the last uh, month or so. I, on the weekend, I went to go and get some lasagnas and cannellonis from the Villa Doro. I must say they're, uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Have you ordered from the Villa Doro yet? This does sound like a bit of an ad, <laughs> bit of an ad but uh, yeah, I have. I placed an order yesterday, picking it up tomorrow, getting a tray lasagna, tray cannelloni and five, I don't know how you say this, is it Arancini or Arancini? I don't, I don't know how you Arancini for sure, yeah. Arancini? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, just thought I'd br- I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, I just thought I'd bring it up because it was a quality meal. We had it on Easter Sunday, it was fantastic. Now, um... And now I'm just about to take the mickey out of your deal because that's what we do every time you come on. And Tim's aware of this as well. But Dylan, while people in this time, while they're hoarding toilet paper during the corona era, you've been hoarding something different. And I'll tell you what you've been hoarding. You've you've been hoarding wallpapers from A-League clubs. You've just been looking for for the last day, haven't you? No. We picked this up yesterday, a couple of weeks back, Sydney (laughs) FC. So... Backstory, Sydney FC asked their fans to comment if they wanted a personalised wallpaper. And we took the mickey out of you a couple of weeks back on the pod because you commented on that post despite you not being a Sydney FC fan. So you robbed a fan of a wallpaper. But ladies and gentlemen, he's at it again. Yesterday you did the same thing, but this time you did it with the Western Sydney Wanderers. (laughs) But that's not the killer. That's not the killer. The Wanderers said they were taking wallpaper requests until 12 p.m. You sent your request in two and a half hours afterwards at 2.44 p.m. So not only did you try and waste a wallpaper, but you wasted your time. Yeah, well, I needed to test my luck. How was that? If you're going to do it, at least do it right. They've uh, stayed true to their word and they haven't sent me anything, so I'm a bit uh, disappointed there. But uh, if there's any other A-League, if there's any other A-League clubs that are giving out free, free jerseys, get in touch because uh, I'm trying to build up a bit of a collection over this uh, trying time. You watch the IPL club start doing it now. Yeah, I don't know if uh, it'll be interesting to see some of the Photoshop jobs <laughs> for the local IPL clubs on that front. <laughs> yeah, on a more serious note, Dill, you've started up a new project this week. It's called Away from the Pitch, and you're doing it with FSC, where you're running a series of interviews with local figures around the community. Uh, tell us how that came about. Yeah, so obviously I was a reporter with Football South Coast for a couple of years before going away and doing uh, working with a couple of newspapers down in Victoria. I've come back in this, you know, this strange time, but over that whole period, I was still, you know, in constant sort of contact with with Bobby Mazewski, who runs the media side of things with Football South Coast, and uh, yeah, basically we were having a chat a couple of weeks ago about probably putting something back out there and I put put to him this idea of a podcast talking about uh, talking with like you say local figures from the local game players coaches and whatnot um, and yeah went from 
went from there. We had a Jeff Allport on for the on the first episode that was out on Tuesday afternoon, and it was you know pretty well received. And probably the best part from that interview itself was he's, he was pretty open and honest about the 2016 and 2018 grand finals, which made for some pretty compelling listening. But yeah, we've got uh, we've got a few already lined up. We've got the second one recorded, which is going to be out on the Football South Coast podcast feed next Tuesday. And I'd imagine most of them will range from between 30 minutes to an hour. So yeah, it's just a... A little project that I was, I'm lucky enough to have partnered up with Football South Coast to get running, and uh, hopefully people enjoy it. My biggest takeout from that was when he was talking about the 2018 Grand Final, and how he, Wollongong United, was saying they had as they got into the final series because they finished fourth that year. They so they were, which was still a bit below what they were, what many had expected of them that year. They got to the final series and felt they had a bit of unfinished business and something still to prove in the in that final series, which kicked them on to make that run to the grand final. And he also spoke about how how he when he was walking in at half time against in that grand final when they were two 0 down to Bulleye, that he thought he was going to have to sort of fire fire his side up. But uh, when he got into the dressing room, he realised because of the amount of senior figures in the side, like big names such as you know your Nathan Arces, your Sam Munros, that are really seasoned players, both in say MPL level and IPL level, that that wasn't really needed, and just sort of tried to get get them um, together to talk it through for the halftime break, and that obviously kicked on to a pretty strong second half, which led to. The game being levelled late in the tie, just before Guy Knight scored that dramatic 93rd minute winner. But uh, yeah, it was interesting to hear him talk about that group final. And obviously now he's with Coniston, which was interesting to hear about how he's dealing with things there. Um, and I, I've got plenty of time, but Jeff is one of the one of the nice guys of local football. And uh, yeah, to have two grand finals under your belt, having won one and to have only coached in the league for what four years going to his fifth year now it's a pretty strong record now i just want to point out what uh this the facebook post when that when that podcast was released i just want to point out what the first comment on that post was because we thought it was absolutely hilarious so put this into perspective this is a new project up and coming big release interviews posted the first comment tim a link to the South Coast Football Holic poll between Shell Cove and Coldale, telling people to vote Shell Cove. Unbelievable, Tim. Mate, clearly they had their priorities. Um, that's that's clear to see. Obviously, I guess they were they were pretty desperate to win, and they, uh, I guess, sharing it on a platform like that's a, a pretty good strategy. But it was quite funny to see that to just completely ignore what the uh, the post was about and just use it to try and uh, get more votes on their poll. That comment is a perfect segue into our next point, which is the unbelievable club competition we've had going on Facebook for the last week. It's just absolutely taken the internet by storm. And after two close semis, the final tomorrow night, 8pm on Friday night, is Coniston and Shelcove, Macedonian derby. Now, put this in perspective, how close the semis were. Conno beat the might of our good mates at the Oak Flats Falcons by just one vote out of 2,300. That's just incredible, Tim. 
Yeah, definitely. I think what's what's potentially more incredible is that we saw 2,300 uh, votes on something like that. I, I think the the way this has been received is certainly it's exceeded my expectations, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's exceeded a lot of uh, people's expectations. But uh, yeah, to to lose by one vote, considering how many votes there actually were, it's uh, yeah, it must hurt a bit. Well, yeah, you're amazed by those numbers. Wait till you hear this. The Shell Cove Gold Owl Semi was unreal. There was like 3,600 votes, 450 odd shares, something like that, which was just, it was unbelievable. It reached around 40,000 people. It's incredible. Yeah, that's that's completely insane. I didn't realize how, how high those numbers were, but I think it shows that, um, you know, we do have a really active football community here uh, in the Illawarra and it's uh, pretty special when you get that many people involved. Well, our Facebook in the space of two weeks has gone from about 130 likes and we were just talking about it earlier. We're nearly up to 700. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, Once again, the growth is, has been phenomenal. I think, you know, credit to you with the thinking of those those poll ideas. That certainly uh, captivated the audience a fair bit, which is uh, obviously awesome. And it's exciting, you know, going forward to see what other projects we can uh, do on there. Oh, mate, it's a, it's a team effort. But jokes aside, it's just... So good that the Illawarra can have a bit of competition while they're at home. It's brought out a tribal pride that we've been lacking for the last little bit in the local scene as well. But, yeah, it's just so good to have to see this passion firsthand. What do you reckon? Like you said, we're going to have more stuff coming up next. What do you reckon? FIFA comp, video, video yeah. uh, series? What do you reckon? We were just testing out a certain live stream application earlier. We won't. You know, get into detail about that, but we've got some exciting projects coming up, don't we? Yeah, definitely. I think also a lot of it's going to be surrounding uh, what the community is interested in, you know, finding sort of little niches and things that people are interested in and uh, making it happen. So if you do have something that uh, interests you or something you'd like to see us do, please do let us know uh, in whichever way you can. Yeah, use hashtag AskTheFootballholics to ask us as well. We sent out an SOS last night. We've got a couple of questions that we're going to tackle later on in the episode, but coming up next, we, we're going to have a bit of fun socials corner. So this we're going to be looking back at our favorite moments for our social media for the last week, the funniest moments, and there's been a lot. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a sec. Welcome back. This is a new segment, Socials Corner this week. So, Timmy, we are looking back at our funniest and favourite moments from our social media sites this week. Uh, quite a few of them, isn't there? Mate, I'm surprised by the breadth of, of the quality content that we've that we've got. Um, it's it's all over social media, isn't it? Not, it's not just on uh, Facebook, it's on Instagram. And also, it's on uh, some very unusual uh, channels within the social media as well. Yeah, shall we get into that? So uh, we touched on in Seg 1 about Dilly's new release, the new podcast with FSC. First comment was a link to vote for Shell Cove. Now, same person who did that has, believe it or not, gone onto a UFC video post, right? So they got UFC posted Fry versus Takayama in Pride. Now, I reckon this is a throwback fight about a couple of years back. And then... You come up here and here is old mate from Shell Cove. Vote for Shell Cove FC on a bloody UFC 
post. That's just how that's it. We thought it'd be a bit of fun, but that's how serious some people are taking it now, Timmy. Mate, to be honest with you, it just shows the level of commitment and it shows why they are, you know, fighting uh, for the championship on, on Friday. You know, the quality of, of content, you know, the dedication shown here is just remarkable. Well, you, we have noticed that a lot of the shares coming from Shell Cove especially have gone on to Macedonian community sites. Now, how is that going to be come Friday night? Because Connor is a Macedonian club as well. Look, I think people are going to have a, a, a decision to make there. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, but uh, it, it's very hard to call which way this one's going to go. But I think we will see another one that's that's very close. There might only be uh, one or two votes in it. The most disturbing thing if you're following it is once you get to 1K votes, you can only follow on decimal points. So you can't follow the actual number of votes. So <laughs> that creates a lot of stress and tension for a lot of clubs. Yeah, I guess it would. Um, yeah, not being able to know what's going on, and then you just sort of find out at the end. Oh, yeah, no, you lost the poll, so uh, <laughs> it's probably not. Yeah. It's probably not great. Um, but uh, it'll it'll be a very very interesting uh, tussle on Friday. Dill, what do you reckon of this strategy comedy on UFC post? Do you reckon it's effective? <laughs> Look, what did Chelkov end up winning by in the end? One uh, percent, but mind you, it was thirty six hundred votes. So you're looking at about a couple hundred votes, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. If, they, if they got yeah. if they got a handful of votes out of there, you never know. Could have uh, could have. It's a game of momentum sometimes, and that might have just kicked things on. Yeah, that's exactly right. Moving on now, this next one came up yesterday. Now this wasn't from a fan. This was from a club. This is Coniston, and. Full on, we thought, oh, yeah, let's have a bit of fun with this poll competition. But Connor has gone the next step. They've done a full-on wallpaper based on Survivor. We'll have to create a video of this for sure. We'll have to show everyone what we mean. But this one, basically, I've got three players from their teams in there. One of them, dead set has a Survivor bandana on the head. <laughs> April 17th, two more sleeps. So like, there's dedication and then there's this, Timmy. Mate, this is this is world class. I mean, you, you, it defies description to be honest with you to see such dedication from from Coniston, and again shows why they've done so well in the competition. Um, and uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing their performance. I just find it funny how you know this competition is just all about having a bit of fun, taking the piss. But the three players on this poster right now, dead set, deadly serious as you want, like <laughs> just adds to the humor, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a serious matter, you know. This is uh, this is silverware on the line. Well, virtual silverware on the line. So, yeah, what are we gonna do? what are we gonna do with that? Are we gonna get a trophy or something? Or is there any places open? Look, I'm not sure about how the uh, South Coast Football Holic budget's going, but um, I mean potentially, but yeah. uh, it might be a bit of a delayed trophy. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll see. For... We'll see what happens. If you want to sponsor us, get on board. We'll get an actual trophy to the winner. <laughs> but yeah, that is Coniston's effort. And believe it or not, from a club, that's actually not the best thing we've seen from a club. We'll touch on what's the best a bit later. But moving on now, now this is a comment from one of our posts. I believe it was the post where we announced the semis results. Had a bit of fun with it. This is a comment from Alexander. He says, I wholeheartedly blame my mate Philip for causing the whole of Illawarra distress for the past four hours. Now, that was a good enough comment as it was. Plenty of humor in it, but the one, his mate Philip came back to him. Wasn't me, he said. 
and he's got one of those old gifts from that song. You know that song, It Wasn't Me? I am. Yeah, so he's he's got a gift from that song now and he's, uh, you really need video. Well, you really need images for this, don't we? But it's difficult. We, got... we might have to leave a list of links at the bottom of the uh, of the pod of the podcast or or what have you. Oh, don't worry. Everyone's going to see it. It's quality content for sure. Exactly right, man. It's unbelievable. Now this one's a killer. This is from the results of the semis as well. Now this is from Jasper. I believe he's from Coldale. Now we'll get we'll get a bit of backstory behind this. A couple of years back when the Socceroos played Syria, and they beat them. These Syrians. Every post the Socceroos did for the next six months, I kid you not, all about demanding an investigation into the length of the grass, <laughs> replacement of the referee, all right? So eventually it turned into a meme, turned into a bit of fun. But Jasper from Coldale, he's brought it to the South Coast Footballholics. So his comment, we demand an investigation into the replacement of referee Adrian Archiuli. He's making a comeback and his departure in a difficult time in such an important match because it means so much. We asked for an examination of the grassland that was not suitable for the Coldale team while Shelco players seemed to be wearing shoes that cling to the long grass. So we saw Waze players fall during the game while Barbarians players are steady. Any comment on that, Tim? Look, I think obviously we'll be sending it under review. Um, I, it's, it's, it's an interesting debate, I guess, or, or argument. I'm not really sure about its credibility considering that there was no grass involved at all in the in the voting. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll certainly consider it, of course. Well, speaking of grass, there was a reply to this comment. There was like grass on field. The waves would have been out of their comfort zone for sure. Obviously referring to their home ground. Who's, I believe it's got a cricket pitch in the middle of it, does it? Mate, I've played on it. It's not great, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't enjoy the experience. Um, yeah. they, they have something called the Coldale Bounce, which is a real thing. Uh, players that have played there for a few years, they are better at playing at the field than others. Um, it, yeah, it's it's not a great field, but it's good for the the home team if they've played there for a while. You know, they're used to the uh, the surface that you're working with. Yeah, well, Jasper's comment was he reckons when Coldale played the Wolves last year, he said if they played the Wolves at the home ground, they would have won guaranteed. And no one's disputing it. Look, the the yeah. Coldale Bounce, it's a real thing. Definitely is a real thing, Matt. I, I can prove it. Yeah. Now, next one is another Coldale one. So this is on the Coldale and Shelco semi-final post. Now, this is from, I believe, one of the other players, Harry. And Coldale got to 1,000 first. And his comments straight away, as soon as they hit 1,000, are we playing first 1,000 wins? Now, if we did, they would have won. Yep. Well, I, I I think it's good we didn't change the rules for just one specific game, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, look, they they had a flying start, but if you can't sustain it for the full, uh, d- is it twenty four hours? Then uh, twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. If you can't sustain it for the full twenty four hours, then uh, you probably don't deserve to win the match. Yeah, well, um, if we did play first a thousand wins, there would definitely be an investigation into that game. But <laughs> anyway, now Timmy, are you ready for this? course mate here we go get ready for a roller coaster of emotions this is the highlight of this segment falcons corner now Dill, we're going to get your opinion on this as well i'm not sure if you've seen this but this is the roller coaster of emotions that comes to life in this prestigious competition so here's the story of the oak flats falcons 24 hours between beating boy in the quarters and losing to Connor in the semis earlier this week this is right after they beat bulleye so here's their – they did a full-on match day post, right? 
and they did a full-on review post. So this is firstly the one after they beat Bulleye. It reads here. It makes for good viewing. Are you not entertained? Forget 2-0, the most dangerous lead in football is 60% and 40%. We've surprised Premier League giants Bulleye in a performance very similar to Liverpool in Istanbul. I highly doubt that. Our win prior to this against Helensburg, this is the killer. It was a non-event, given that there's more members in the competitor family than the entire population of the Berg. <laughs> Though, what set us up to our current success was embarrassing the Blue Scope Massos. I think they're referring to Conjula there in their whopping 70-30% defeat. We have noticed some familiar faces voting for our position thus far, and we would like to say we've wronged you in some way in the past. We're not sorry, and we'd do it again to you salty dogs. Our boy, Lee Gilroy, who is their winger, is currently, or fullback of some sort, Lee Gilroy is currently making space on his kill list for you all. What's your thoughts on that? That was a bit vicious, Timmy. Yeah, look, they're not happy. Uh, they've, they've put in a few jibes there at that particular opposition. Um yeah, but uh, I mean, look, it just shows the emotion that we've that we've been able to produce from these polls. Um, yeah, that uh, obviously they were they were bitterly disappointed when they un- unfortunately fell in the semi-finals, which I'm sure you'll get to soon. Well, that's how desperate we're getting for some football at the moment. Everyone's full on. So much emotion in this competition is incredible. Uh, Dill, what, what what are your thoughts on that uh, particular comment from the old Falcons? Well, I've just got it up on my phone now, actually. Uh, so it's the first time viewing it. But uh, they, um, they're pretty passionate, the the Falcons' Rezies team, because I think they're the blokes running it, most, most of it. Uh, but, yeah, they've uh, definitely got involved with that. And so they, how, they're the ones that lost by one vote, aren't they? They are, yes. But this was before they lost by one vote. This is when they beat Bulleye in the quarters. <laughs> wait, you wait. If you thought that was bad, wait till you see the last post. All right. It's extraordinary. We'll yeah. But. There's the bloke from, um, what's that movie called? On the Falcons' last post? Oh, the Hobbit. Is it the Hobbit? Yeah. I think it's the Hobbit, yeah. That's so Lord of the, the Rings Falcon. and the Hobbit the same thing. Lord of the Rings, oh something like that, something like that. I've, I've never watched that. We could have made a very controversial statement right there. Yeah, I think we're going to be in big we trouble. Could have upset some people. Yeah, let's move on. The Falcons, though, however, we've got the the men behind the scenes of the Falcons Insta coming on with us tonight, Timmy. After hours, mate, it's exciting times. You know, we've got a, a flurry of guests. So uh... I am I am looking forward to it. They, they did warn, though, we better have the sensor button ready because they're not holding back. So that'll be a bit interesting. However, we're going to move on to their match day posts for the one before they played Kono. Obviously a bit of fun, but here we go. Ever dreamt of pulling on the stripes and running on to Keith Bond with the boys? I know I certainly have. Well, at 8 p.m. tonight, your dream becomes a reality. After a famous come from behind win against Ball IFC with John Kono in the semifinals, this line's the killer. We need everyone on the unpolluted side of Wing Dang Bridge to lace up and head to the Facebook page and vote for us to score a goal. Every voter that puts one on the back end of the net for us over the next 24 hours will go into the draw to win a money can't buy experience. I wonder if they've kept that promise to me. It's interesting because uh, that's actually what we're doing in uh, law at the moment at uni, dealing with with promises. So uh, oh. is that a definite promise to be bound? Well, it's 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 written. It's legally written. So... Um, 
What do you reckon they meant the unpolluted side of the Wingdame Bridge was, though? I don't wish to speculate on, uh, mm. on that. Yeah, you don't. Oh, why not? Um, I look. You know, I don't, I don't like to to get involved in the in this type of thing. I think they're having another little jibe <laughs> at uh at people. What would you say? Is that south south of Wollongong, perhaps? Oh, yeah, south of Wollongong. They are. Yeah. Okay. This is moments. This next post is moments after they lost their semi. All right, their emotions are very high. Now, Dill, you've got you've obviously seen this post now from the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, whatever you want to call it. It's that famous scene where I believe someone got killed and they screamed no. That's how the Falcons were feeling. Now here is the caption. Are you ready, Timmy? Of course, mate. Are you ready for this emotional roller coaster? Controversy, collusion, and coniston. Stories of tonight's 2020 Isolation Cup semi-final. After 2,300 votes, we got bundled out of another final series prematurely by one vote. The boys are devastated. The wounds from last year's final have been ripped open and the pain is back. Though this time, it's a weeknight and copious amounts of alcohol is not a suitable remedy. I beg to differ. Our group chat is blowing up with screenshots of clubs trading votes, messages to punters to change their minds, or even some allegations of fake accounts. Now, oh, we'll have to dig into this tonight, Timmy. What's your thoughts on that line? Yeah, look, it's interesting allegations. Obviously, if there has been any uh, mishaps, we're going to have to deal with that uh, with the correct protocols that we haven't written yet. But, um, yeah, it's, it's serious allegations that we'll uh, certainly be investigating. Be sure to listen to that tonight. We'll be with the Falcons later on. Now, this is their final paragraph. Whether or not the opposition played fair tonight or not remains to be seen. However, what can we say is that the final the people deserve to have this been snatched away right in front of them. When there are two enemies in the final, there is no winner. And they signed off. Cheers, Coniston FC. The boys are crying now. So it obviously meant a lot to them. Definitely, definitely. Um, they're clearly devastated by the by the defeat. Obviously, they feel that they were perhaps cheated out of it by some uh, some factors that they couldn't control, and that perhaps, you know, Coniston shouldn't have been able to uh, control. But look, um, the results, the result, and I guess they've just got to move forward from this. Obviously, they'll learn a lot. It's a great experience. The uh, do we have a name for the the competition yet? Yeah, the Isolation Cup. We'll, we'll, we'll steal that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, it's a great experience for clubs. So uh, yeah, hopefully they hopefully they get over their defeat and uh, come back stronger uh, next yeah. year. Well, that's two that's two heartbreaks in the space of about six months now because they lost in the final to Blamby in the district league last year. So obviously the wound's still pretty fresh, but they're still they're only just allegations at the moment. But we're going to dive into that later on when they come on, which will be very very interesting. Now that's socials corner for this week. You want to be featured on this show next week, come up with some absolute beauties and you get to be featured for sure. We'll have to put the pictures up later tonight. Coming up next now, this is the introduction of Ask the Football Holics. We sent out an SOS last night. Who wants to be on the show? We've got a couple of questions through, a couple of statements. Let's see what we've got after this break. Here we go, Timmy. This is what we've been waiting for. Ask the football holics. You came for this? Definitely, mate. Uh, good to uh, hear about some questions that people have got coming in. Obviously, uh, 
we'll uh, give our opinions and thoughts on the uh, questions. Yeah, like we said, we sent out an SOS last night asking, use the hashtag AskTheFootballholics, comment on our posts, what they want on the show. We got a couple of responses, but if you still want to be featured on our show next week, be sure to ask the footballholics, use the hashtag, get on the comments and be featured on the show. Now, this one's for us too, Dill. This is from Tom Holiday. Now, he says, and I quote, how do you guys put up with Tim Gibson? I'd like to give a shout-out to my best friend Tim Gibson and his dog. So tell me, Dill, how do we put up with him? I'm not too sure. He takes up a bit too much of my time. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, – I don't know if he's bringing, bringing enough quality to the table. Yeah. FIFA-wise, what, what are your opinions on that? Well, Doesn't he kick, doesn't he kick your ass on FIFA? He's been struggling of late, actually. Um, <laughs> that is first, just not true, The first mate. few times – the first few times that I played him, it was pretty even, and then, then he then he got a couple of wins under his belt. But the last couple of weeks, pretty much since we've gone into lockdown, he's I don't think he's I think he's got a couple of wins over me, but he just doesn't seem to be able to close uh, close me down in attack because um, generally most of my goals come from long range or from crosses into the box and he just can't deal with it. And it normally ends up with him chucking a tantrum and quitting halfway through the game. So, uh, so, so, yeah. so are you saying you've improved since isolation's begun? No, no. I, I just think that, um, uh, I, I just think that he's, my performance has been pretty steady. I just think Tim, for some reason, he's dropped the ball a bit. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll have to start a FIFA comp, Timmy, an SCF FIFA comp. Look, man, I, I, I can't believe what he's just said there. That's just blatant lies. Actually, just check the stats. Um, in fact, I've conceded 20 goals in 18 games against uh, Dylan Arvella, and the record currently stands at 15 wins for me and three wins for him, one of which was a disconnection. So that doesn't really count. At the time, I, I was, in fact, the, winning. I don't know where this is coming from, though. Like what? what do you mean? <laughs> it's you're, it's you're all the stats of all the games, mate. I'm not making any you're of this up. I can uh, I can prove it, mate. I'll I'll post it on the socials actually after this because uh, oh, there's no need be for having that. lies like this. There's no oh, need okay, for that. that's convenient. You don't want to uh, expose yourself, mate. Let's also talk about the sort of team that you put out. You seem to, <laughs> you've got you've got an online honoree that's been with you for about 500 games, <laughs> and I'm playing with and I'm playing with like. You know, Mario Rui left back. Mate, that's your poor decision making. I don't know why you're playing a bang average Serie A left back there. There's plenty of better options available. Anyway, I'm going to join you. How much money do you put into FIFA each week, Tim? Go Uh, on. On PlayStation? Yeah, on both. Uh, None. Yeah, sure thing. I haven't, mate. I haven't. I have spent money. You're lucky this is. You're lucky this isn't face to face, mate. All right, I'll tell you that for free. All right, okay, sure thing. You, you like telling things for free, don't you, Till? You should start charging. Yeah, well, Tim would buy it because he buys all these players on Football Ultimate, FIFA Ultimate Team. Uh, what are you? What are your? What's your response to these allegations, Mister Tim? Well, mate, to be to be quite frank with you, they're all just bullshit. I don't know what he's saying about the majority of these things. They're just lies fabricated. All right, that's um, it. Hold me news. back, Jared. Hold me back. I'm trying. The virtual hold back. It's ridiculous, mate. Just the amount of lies this bloke said. As I said, I will be posting the uh, the stats from our FIFA games to the uh, 
to the to the socials just to prove that he is uh, he is telling a few lies. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get FIFA ASAP, and I'm going to join in on the phone, and I'm going to see what this is all about, and I'll be a neutral judger. All right. Okay. Sure thing. Okay. You're not going to like yeah. the game. It's not very good this year, but. Oh, hang on! You're putting up barriers already, are you? No, mate. No, I'm yeah, putting up barriers. Start to make excuses as soon as as soon as you've you've come. Yeah, in it's you, oh yeah. I don't, I don't, the game's not good. Oh, the game isn't good. Yeah. yeah. Well, you still you still playing it, so it must be. I don't know. I only come on to play in Dylan. Some way. I only come on to Is play. Is that it? Yeah. So you paid how much just to play Dylan Arvella? Oh, I've I used it quite a bit earlier in the year, but the game at oh. this time's a bit flat. Oh yeah, okay. So, well, guess what? You'll have a second person to play, and we'll we'll have to get a tournament up for sure. Yeah, definitely. See, 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 we can live stream it to our legions of followers for sure. Next question, though, Tom Holiday. I don't know what you've begun here, but you've set off a can of worms. Next one is from Evo from South Coast United. Now he has asked us, based on a player's CV coming into this competition. Who has been the best player acquisition of all time in the IPL? Do you reckon? I'll start with you, Dill. What do you What do you reckon? Ah, uh, well, because he he would obviously be in Byungkuk Cho's corner, who's got a tremendous record, multiple multiple caps for South Korea. I think it's twelve. Uh, yeah, around eleven, twelve. Yeah, an Olympian. Did he cap? Was the captain in the Olympics as well? I think. I believe he was captain in the Olympics. He won the Asian Champions, Asian League, Champions as well. League as well. So obviously tremendous pedigree, and he was actually looking pretty good in preseason. In the preseason cup, he was looking uh, in a, in a bit better shape than I, when I, from what I recall from last year. So that he sort of settled in really well there, and it would have been interesting to see how he was going to go. But um, I mentioned this in the inaugural pod, but uh, sixty-one caps for Australia. In, and a World Cup under his belt in a Tia Bonny. I know he's way before our time, but uh, that's in terms of pedigree coming into the league with Coromel Rangers back in, what was it, 1980-something. Uh, mm, long time ago well. now. And probably Alvin Jackley still deserves a shout as well. He's got a continental title under his belt. Obviously, that's uh, in Oceania, but still, and he's got an A-League title under his belt. So, yeah, and the six-time... Socceroo, uh, but there's been a, a number of top players in the league. But I think that um, the Asian Champions League pro- uh, title probably puts Cho above Chekali. But you know, we we had a Mark Bridge set to come to the league, and it'd be it'd probably this whole whole scenario will perhaps put the end to that. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, I hope not. But you'd think those four, they, they're definitely, based on CVs, biggest players come here. Uh, but I want to just go off tangent for a little bit. Timmy, have you checked Instagram in the last two minutes? I actually have, and I know exactly what you're about to because comment Because Connor is at it again. They've added old Vlado Micheski to their poster now, more bandanas, and quite some unusual posts. They've got one more sleep. To kick off, they said, 8 p.m. So go on Connor's Instagram. You'll know what we're talking about, but just more quality content, Timmy. Yeah, look, they've uh, done themselves again here. Uh, just just again rallying the troops, trying to get people uh, to uh, tap the Coniston logo on the uh, Facebook post in a little over 24 hours. Well, it's just simply, uh, look, look what we've done, Timmy. We've we've rallied the community together. How good is this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good um, to... to 
be able to get so many people involved and just to really, you know, continue the the sport that we all love, uh, even if it is through virtual means. That's it. That's it. One thing we have chatted about quite frequently over the last week, we've obviously got these massive numbers behind some clubs, but right now I reckon imagine how good some games will be if we converted those numbers into people attending games. Yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. But I think there's obviously a few a few little issues in the way of that. You know, obviously people work, people have other things to be doing. Um, but yeah, for sure, I think that uh, seeing how many people have a genuine interest in the uh, in the sport in this region is is quite special, and uh, it just shows what potentially could be done in the future. Yeah, well, it brings us back to our old active support chat that we had with Jordan Warren a couple of weeks back. If you don't know what we we're talking about, go to that episode and listen i believe it was about episode four and we chatted a lot with jordan about possibly clubs bringing a scheme to get people to come have an act like get an active support group going in association with the club you know it encouraged supporters to get down to their sponsors all sorts like that it's only hypothetical like easier said than done for sure but in a perfect world that wouldn't That'll be the the future we're looking at once all this corona pandemic is finished, Timmy. Yeah, definitely. It'd be very interesting to see. I'm sure clubs will have tried in, in, in at least some capacity to try and bring something like that in. Uh, but yeah, for sure, to, to see something like that would be quite good. And it'd add another another aspect to the, uh, to the sport in the region, which is obviously uh, what we're looking for. Moving on now, next Ask the Footballholics question. Now, this is from an, a playing group in the Illawarra who re- wants to remain anonymous. Who has the best and worst Instagram accounts? List them. Timmy, I'll start with you. Well, that's uh, that's tricky. I'm going to have to cause a bit of controversy here. But um, obviously, I'm not sure if I'm in the best position to, to comment on this. I don't particularly – I don't think oh, I follow all of them. Stop, stop covering your ass. Just go for it. Look, well, I mean, I would have said the Oak Flats Falcons were at the top there um, because obviously they, I like the detail of their posts. Uh, I, I find them quite amusing, a lot of them, and there's obviously quite a lot of, of work put into those posts. Uh, Coniston recently, though, uh, with the Isolation Cup and, and the content surrounding that, it's been quite good to see. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, there's, a, there's a load of ways to, uh, to rank them, I guess, and sort of criteria and what have you. But... Uh, in terms of in terms of the best, I'd probably say Oak Flats and then and then Coniston now are looking quite good. Um, in terms of the worst, uh, probably clubs that don't really use it all too effectively, I guess. Um, which is a uh, you know I don't really want to name names cause that would probably cause a bit of controversy. In terms in terms of humor, you definitely have to put the Falcons at number one. Mind you, it's not their official Instagram account; it's just a playing Instagram account. Oh, one, but... one group that we, we didn't mention. Uh, I'll just tag them in here. Wollongong United. I've been quite impressed with the they have their player profiles. I think they're going through every yeah every on Facebook. Player. Yeah, which is uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think that's cool. They've uploading consistent content. I think that's that's good to uh, to have consistent content, uh, consistent content, especially when. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of football to talk about, which so uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, for the last couple of years now, Albion Park White Eagles have been quality on Facebook too. They've uh, they've been doing they they're really the pioneers of top Facebook content in the IPL, and really everything's other clubs have just stemmed from there. So 
they're really consistent with all their games, all their matches, all their results and everything like that. But in terms of Instagram, Falcons human number one. I'd, I'd stick to number one because I'm a bit biased. I love their Insta page. But Kono is definitely right up there with them. After, Because I believe they got a graphic designer to do all their graphics now. And their graphics are fantastic, especially for match days. Like you have a look at the ones from the Frack Cup as well. But uh, it was yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, really good. Their their graphics have, on their socials have been fantastic over the last couple of years. Uh, Dill. Now this is our final question. This one's from me, just out of curiosity in general. Is football going to happen this year? Yes or no answer, and why you think it's the case? Uh, no. Not going to happen. Why is that? What do you reckon? What gives you that um that indication? I just see too many hurdles for an effective season to go ahead. I already know that there are some clubs that have put in writing that they don't want to see any form of a 2020 season go ahead because of a whole raft of reasons. And yeah, I just can't see. I can't just. I just can't see a feasible season getting over the line. I don't. I know Football South Coast have communicated to clubs that they have, they are talking to. They all are putting in plans to like different plans for for possible start dates, and they've spoken to uh, local government authorities about the potential of a delayed season because obviously a lot of clubs use council facilities as well. And I think probably the latest the season could start would be August. Um, and obviously the the ban, the ban the ban put down from the FFA is meant to finish on May thirty one, but everyone assumes that's going to be pushed back further. Uh, so August is a possibility, but I just don't know if and enough things will be able to come into line for that to happen including, you know, the support of local clubs. Yeah, financially is as well. I'm just reading, got access to, so one, one club I won't say who it was, they published a statement they received from FSC. FSC said the, that if need be, they're still hopeful that the winter season can proceed as a revised and shortened format as a worst-case scenario from mid-August to mid-October. But I'm with you, Dill. I just... Uh, all the hurdles around, I just can't see it happening this year. Financial support as well, because obviously you'd see sponsors pulling out, because they they've been hit the they've been hit the hardest out of a lot of us. All their financial sponsors, especially like we said a couple of weeks back, they're all pubs, they're all clubs, most of them, and they've just been hit absolutely crazily. So that eliminates the financial support some clubs get. But if you're looking at a worst-case scenario from mid-August to mid-October, surely players would have to be playing for free deal. Well, Alvin Checkley came out. Uh, he was interviewed in the Mercury earlier in this week by Josh Bartlett, and he was talking about players needing to rethink how they rethink their sort of relationship with clubs in that, in that way. Obviously, there's some players in the IPL that are on pretty pretty big money and even players that, are uh, uh, on lower amounts of money are still relatively getting paid quite well for playing this association level of football. And yeah, like you said, the clubs aren't going to have the money. I was speaking to aren't going to have the money to 
to fulfil those those contracts. So the talks are going to have to happen between the clubs and these players to come to some sort of agreement. But Alvin did point out how there will be players that just want to play football as well. So I think that if everyone comes to the table, if a season was to come ahead, things would the the players would figure out a wouldn't if the season was to go ahead. I think that there would be enough. Um, enough players willing to to play for for under different arrangements because simply they'll they'll have to be because yeah the money isn't going to be there. I'll speak to the secretary. Actually, I'm not sure what his what his title is, but he's on the board of one club in the IPL, and he was saying how you know it's it's ethically wrong to for a club to go to their sponsors at the at the moment or even in a couple of months down the track and ask for money because all these places are struggling financially which is which was positive in terms of positive to hear clubs clubs recognize that um but yeah it'd be you know obviously yeah, people want to see football played but there's clubs that are these are run by you know people in a vulnerable, a more vulnerable age groups run these clubs. Um, cr- crowds of any capacity of games isn't a positive thing. Obviously, it's in winter, even the back end of August, you're still getting uh, some cold days and whatnot. And um, there's a lot, there's just a lot of risks involved. And of course, if the government, if the go- the government has the overarching authority, if they say no football, it's like well, even if everything, else, even if all the other things underneath that uh, are ready to go, it's uh, not going to be able to go ahead. Yeah, well, you'd think if somehow it did go ahead, clubs will have to just sit down with players. You just like, yeah, look, guys, time to play for the love of the game again. They're like you hear about some payments that players get paid and you just you just think look time to get back to the basics time to play for the love of the game again because that's if it wasn't time to play for football the time to the time to think about what you can give football not what football can give you and this is the time when football needs it more than anything especially at an association level well there's the the there's a belief that the IPL pays a, a IPL clubs generally pay a lot of money for players and that's why a lot of NPL players come to this league but and while that is is the case it isn't a a foreign thing for other associations like I've been down in Cobram Cobram a town which is about an hour and a half away from Albury and they play in the Albury league and there's a number of players that were on very very good money there was there was one player that actually flew down every weekend to play for one club down there uh, so the money involved, even in that level, which is probably a district league or lower level in terms of quality, is still people are still willing to spend big money. And in the Latrobe Valley, there was players that were on oh, they were on a fair wicket as well. So the IPL, there is a lot of money involved, but a lot of association teams are involved. And I think, but I think there's, but I think that if the money the money is going to dry up in the IPL, but it's also going to dry dry up in the MPL. So I don't think I don't think you're going to see a mass exodus of players going to play, say, in an MPL two, three, or four club. They might want it. They might say, "Oh well, if I'm going to get the same money as say I'd get at the Wolves, then maybe they'll choose to go to the Wolves because it's a high level." But um, 
I don't I don't think people are going to go back to Sydney clubs unless they're from Sydney just for the money because I don't think Sydney clubs are going to have money either. So I think you know you'd like to think that ninety percent of ninety percent of players well you'd like to think hundred percent of players would do this but you'd like to think that ninety plus percent of players would would be happy to play for free because in the end it is just a game. But I also appreciate that um, you know that. It, it's hits it hits players this this whole situation has really affected players financially as well because rightly or wrongly they've they've sort of accounted for a set amount to come into their bank balance over the course of the year and this has severely affected that as well, them as well so yeah but in the end if football can be played I'm pretty confident players would be able to come to agreements with their clubs. Timmy, I'll ask you the question. Do you reckon football is going to happen this year? Yes or no? Uh, I, I, I don't know, but I would say it's looking it's looking unlikely and it's not really feasible without seeing drastic changes to the league. And any, any sort of form of competition we have, whoever wins it at the end, it will be left with an asterisk and it will perhaps be seen as not, not really a lesser achievement, but a different achievement to, to that of previous competitions. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was I was just reading a notification that's popped up on on Twitter now that apparently the Australian government isn't planning to lift any sort of restrictions for at least the next four weeks. So throws into further doubt, but yeah, look, this is ever changing so quickly. It could be it's changed too quickly for the worse. Could it change quickly for the better? We don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But that's the that's yeah, our pod for this week boys thanks again once again Dill, for coming on supporting us again and good luck with your interview next week no worries cheers for having me guys thanks mate timmy i will see you later when we bring on the mod of the oak flats falcons most definitely mate looking forward to it excellent be sure to follow our socials south coast footballholic podcast on facebook nc is at south coast footballholic podcast and twitter is at sc footballholic podcast Make sure you vote on the final tomorrow night. Shellcove and Connison in our isolation cup. Cheers for listening. We'll catch you guys when we interview the Falcons later on. Mm-hmm.